Oh. I see you're back. We've been waiting for you. If you if the, if you were gagged by the surprises on this season of Hello, oh, please don't even think. Remember when we told you exactly what was going to happen, and then it yeah. happened. Well, wait for it. Yeah, Lori and I, we've saved the biggest surprise for last. It's. Don't think of it like a. A closing. Think of it like yeah. an opening. Like I think of Lori's two legs. Some people see Lori's thighs as closings. I see them as openings. Well, they're always technically closed because my thigh fat is pushes together, so they never fully open. That's a really good point. But yeah. anyway, we have a big... Su- Don't ask us what the surprise is. Don't do it. Don't ask. Don't do it. Don't, Don't you dare. Because I, I don't... I'm, I'm afraid I might spoil the surprise. I might say what the surprise is. Yeah. I'm so Okay, I'll tell you what the surprise is. Oh, okay. Oh, oh we're, okay. All right, we're going to say what the surprise I'm gonna is. I'm going to show Lori my penis. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, Joe. And, I'm and sorry. There is another surprise. It's going to happen in this sketch. You have to listen very carefully, though. Okay. I don't want to spoil any... Okay, I'll tell you what it is. Okay, what is it? I'm going to get a car. I'm going to leave. I'm going to screech out of here. But I'm not going to crash. I'm actually You're gonna, not going to crash. I'm not going to crash, Lori. I'm not going to okay. crash. All, All right. right. So I'm going to get in the car right now. Wait. Oh, there's your penis. Okay. All right. Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dragula Titans recap show for Season 1, Episode 9, titled Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by a, one of our very own Titans. By, and by Titan, I mean she's the size of Titanic. It's from Bloody Podcast. Please say, Hello, Uglies! To Lorian Roggenkamp. Hello, Lorian. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> by the way... Shut up. We put in, <laughs> we put in just as much thought into that intro as the Boulay brothers did into the entire episode. <laughs> and by that I mean no thought at all. Yeah, you did good. You you improvised. Joe is not an improviser. No, and you lent me a book, and I do have a post-it right here. I'm looking at it right now that says "Start reading the improv book." Uh, I have I have so many books I have to read that I don't read. Do you read books? I more listen to audiobooks now. Oh, like what well, I've been li- I've I've just I've just gotten into audiobooks. What audiobooks are you listening to? Oh, okay. To? Let me pull it up. Okay. So, I will say this, I have been getting into Anthony Bourdain. Oh, really? Uh I I wasn't a fan of his when he was alive because he made some comment. There was some like Starbucks drink 
that mm-hmm. was like a unicorn frappuccino or something and he was like mm-hmm. anyone who drinks that should die a miserable death or some stupid thing <laughs> and i was just like okay dude calm the fuck down mm-hmm. but yeah. then i listened to his you know his basically the thing that made him popular his seminal work mm-hmm. kinship confidential it is great is that good it's really good really good so i recommend that um mm-hmm. he also has a does he sec- read it yeah he reads it mm-hmm. he also has a second book uh called oh i can't find it now which mm-hmm. i started reading but i haven't finished um and uh oh medium raw so uh another another series i would say is um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Mm-hmm. it's it's actually a whole series of books so it used to be mm-hmm. what i gather is it used to be a radio play um and then it was a book and then it was like and then it spawned off a series of books mm-hmm. and i really like the series so i recommend that mm-hmm. uh some you know who samantha b is wait hold on for a second audience i am so sorry you I asked not, me uh, but i suggestion read me the entire library of books i'm just giving you one more suggestion do you know who okay, samantha I know, b is i know who samantha b is yes she has an she has a book called i know i am but what are you it's really good so i would mm-hmm. say those those right now are the ones that i'm uh i'm re-listening to on my drive oh wow look at you uh, yeah that's right you have long time you 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 know you should be having an audio book thing because you have such long drives yeah that's sort of why i do it is because you know you listen sometimes you it's hard for me to listen to music on the drive on drives mm-hmm. um and so i will listen to music sometimes but most of the time i'll listen to podcasts yeah and then i get some you know you get bored with podcasts and then i'll listen to audiobooks yeah. and then i just will straight up listen to television so or movies <laughs> yes i know this but let me ask you a question do you listen to podcasts to go to sleep not really no tell me why because i i have i might have a suggestion for you i don't i can't listen to some where something somebody's talking i can't listen to anything where someone's talk because it it i don't fully fall asleep but what if the show is really boring and the person has like a really monotone voice i know what you're gonna suggest it's like two people no you know these two women and they have no. like really boring things that they talk about. Because I have a I, there's a podcast that I listen to that does the trick for me. No, I'm not gonna. I don't even care to know. So don't tell me. Uh, I I can't listen to. Uh, I do listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. It, and this I is a true su- crime podcast. This is I would. Tr- su- it's funny that you. Said, it's about women and crime. I would say listen to my podcast, Bloody Podcast, which is a, a Wait, true that's crime your podcast yes that's the podcast i was talking about it puts me to sleep and right. i listen to it to Thank go to you. sleep you know what i listen to is this joe batance to go to sleep <laughs> oh yeah that would put you to sleep the only one that doesn't put me to sleep there's only one episode sonia the golden hand i'm always I just wonder, laughing <laughs> i wonder why i wonder why that one doesn't put you to sleep sonia the golden hand man that one is a hilarious one well that so one actually funny. that one actually is great because at the time we were doing this thing with guests where we would sweat box them so oh, god <laughs> you, you don't want to tell me twice i could hear it in the guest voice that he's like please can we open a fucking window in this house did I did I ever tell you that that legitimately ruined a bur- burgeoning friendship with somebody? 
I Ooh. invited them over for the podcast and then they just have completely ghosted me. Because of the window thing? Because, but I will say this. I warned them ahead of time. I said, look, mm-hmm. we don't have air conditioning in the room. I apologize. It's going to be very hot. And then I don't think they fully grasped how hot it was. And then they yeah. were just like, I was miserable. And I was like, I'm so sorry. It was awful. And then, it was, I and remember, then they I just remember never talked outside. to me again. I remember walking outside going like, <gasps> like, take, like breathing in. And it was a summer day. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God I'm in this 95 degree cool weather. Yeah. Anyway, this week, the Boulay brothers call back to the season opening and share one major twist still awaits before interviewing the monsters on their podcast and challenge them to one mega floor show. It, the mega floor show. I don't know how to read. In the end, Victoria Elizabeth Black is named the winner of Dragula Titan season one. Lori named two things I liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, I will say overall, I liked the challenge. I thought that mm-hmm. each each contestant did an amazing job. Yeah. And, um, you know, it made me think, like, for everything that we don't like, <laughs> for all the shit we've talked about Coco, mm-hmm. they really are a, a, a phenomenal artist, in my yeah. opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I was watching that. I was like, man, like I wish that Coco wasn't such a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> then I could like truly love because ev- the watching that I was like, oh, kind of. I kind of wish Coco had won. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had just watched that that end the the um, the last uh, the show and nothing else. I would have been like, oh, I would definitely have picked Coco to win. Um, I, uh, what else? I just, I guess I liked that Victoria won because Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, overall she had done the best throughout the whole season, Mm -hmm. although she's just extremely boring. Mm -hmm. Um, what I didn't like was just from this episode, I just got this this feeling of like you know when you're like watching a movie that's like part of a trilogy mm-hmm. and you realize at the end that that the movie itself that that this movie itself is really just exposition for the next movie mm-hmm. and the ending is kind of on a cliffhanger and it's just very like lunch bag let down kind of thing that's how i felt about this i felt like oh okay so we're just gonna this is just a preamble for season five they're just like, get ready for season five. And that's yeah. it. Like you, I was, look, ultimately, there was a lot of bullshit to get to this point. But the ends justified the means in a way in that the right person won. The correct, at the end of the day, no matter who went home here and who went home there and quitting and this and drama that, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, the correct person won. Okay. Uh, which once yeah. again, the Boulay brothers usually, except for this episode, tell you exactly what they're going to do. And they pretty much said on a previous rendition of the show that Victoria really should have won at some point. Right. Yeah. And so like, they were just, you know, making up for that. Uh, the other thing I liked about it was I actually liked the floor show. I actually like, and, and you know, I've been really hard on Coco but I would say, in my opinion, this is sort of tipping my hand for the floor show discussion later, that she was a very close second in terms of the floor show for me. 
I thought her floater yeah. shirt was really good. And I thought she killed it. I yeah. I, yeah. If we were judging, I would say if we were judging just solely based off this floor show, I would have picked her to win. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I still think I would have given a slight edge to Victoria and that there was more of a story and a them- thematic element, like a, a thing that they, a theme that they were going for. Well, I have some, I have, I have a conspiracy, a little bit of conspiracy theory about that, but I'll, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, when we we'll get wait to till it, I'll then, bring it yeah. up. And then, um, but yeah, so I liked the idea of the floor show. I don't think, well, that's a whole thing. All right. The thing I didn't like. What, what the fuck was this? Okay. Look, a lot of people are mad that the end, that the whole episode they felt was boring. Let me tell you this. My father fucked Marlena Dietrich, but also, <laughs> but oh. also, <laughs> but also that, but, but Hoso, um, <laughs> most drag race shows, most drag competitions, most competitions just in general, the last episode is just boring. There's just, yeah, it's just going to be boring where they we really, to, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say once you get rid of like the crazies for most part, yeah. most reality competition shows are boring, and it, to me it even goes to show how good this show is as a whole that they're able to keep you entertained even when the the people who are doing the show aren't that interesting. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a tough nut to crack. I, I think there's very there are very few very few shows. I actually can't, when I say very few, it's because I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but I actually can't think of any reality show that at the end is just as interesting in the middle. Like, take uh, competition shows like American Idol or or, or, um, Survivor. Those are all, you know what? You know what? There is one show that is just as good, if not better, for the final episode, and that's The Amazing Race. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, um yeah they're usually different yeah it is different so anyway um is the amazing race still on i have no idea the guy who hosts the amazing race is now doing like uh tough as nails competition so i don't know if that means that they're no longer doing the amazing race Mm -hmm. or i mean i imagine it's like a logistical nightmare now to get all the passports i never thought about that you're right and so anyway so but the finale they really dropped the ball. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I, I do feel up... like... Oh, Go sorry. ahead. I feel like, though, what was frustrating, and I couldn't, I couldn't solidify my, my thoughts until you had said something, was that I feel like they dropped the ball that they themselves put up. You know, like they didn't have to say that they had surprises and twists and turns. And Mm -hmm. they did. And then they didn't follow through with it. Yeah. Well, look, it's something that I've talked about before. I think there's something really kind of uh, embedded in television production, which is you have an opportunity now to break rules in terms of television production and they just don't do it. And what I mean by breaking rules is... And you you can see they've kind of played with it. Like the episodes vary in length greatly. Like there's some episodes that are an hour fifteen, and there's some. This one was only fifty five minutes. Yeah. So make the fucking episode thirty minutes. Just yeah. Do a really kick ass thirty minute show. You know. Yeah. And um, 
but they do and all they this, this came during the season where like i said there are teams that work in editing so they'll give them like they'll give one 20 minutes another 20 minutes but they they all can't have to be seamless and it's just i'm not gonna get into the weeds of that this but what i'll say is i came here because i'd seen this interesting reddit post earlier where a person really broke down pretty much how i feel exactly right and uh and the way i think a lot of people feel but when i was going to get the post earlier there were some posts, and well, I'll go back and look at them later, that were saying, Hoso makes a Twitter post and alludes to the fact that there was drama that we didn't see. That's why they couldn't do the finale. and This and that and that. Mike. So maybe there's more to the story that developed today that I have not seen. We're recording oh, on Wednesday okay. evening. We're recording on Wednesday evening about, we're close to 48 hours since the episode dropped. So, um, yeah, so maybe there's something there. But, uh, okay, but let's actually, so let me actually just kind of, this is a really long uh, post here, but I'll, I'll say this, uh, I'll say some interesting points, um, and we can talk about each of them. We'll almost treat this like the script. So the person makes the point, and I'll read it, and we'll talk in little pieces, kind of the way we recap something. It says, uh, by the way, the user on Dragula, on the Reddit, on the R Dragula subreddit, this is posted by user no series 6894 no-series-6894 posted this. And he said Dragula Titans marketing used all kinds of hype to say that Titans would be like no other Dragula season. And that's true. But what we were given instead was not twists, turns and fresh takes in the formula. It was rather just a regular Dragula season with many parts of the formula pared down to the minimum, or outright removed completely. Do you want us to say anything about that, Lori, before I go on more points he makes? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Then he goes, many core features that give the Dragula brand its own character were completely absent from their alleged biggest season yet. And then he goes on to list them. Here's, And we'll just go through. Here we go. And, and, and I'm going to go through them, and then we'll talk, okay? One, there were no horror movie intros. Two, there were no elimination extermination challenges for the bottom two. One of the most key aspects of the hook of the show and how it differentiates itself in an oversaturated market of streaming reality competition shows. Three, okay. there was no glam filth horror ball. Dragula's revered final exam. Four, there was no Last Supper reunion episode. Five, there were no elimination murder outros. Six, there was no crowning ceremony for the winner or final judgment of the top three. Those are the big ones he lists, Lori. Let's go through one by one. There were no horror movie intros. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I mean, they're with Shudder now, so that could be maybe Shudder had a cat, like, wouldn't allow them to. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't, but that's the, where my brain goes to first. I actually think there's a practical reason, to be honest with you. Well, one, I think there's a budgetary concern. Okay, maybe AMC, maybe AMC's pared down their budget. Okay, that budgets be are being true. pared down across streaming uh, around the across the board. Yeah, one, because what happens is the way it works is the way it's going to work with my Spotify show is the Boulets can spend their money however they want. It's just AMC yeah. gives them a budget. And says, let's say it's a million dollars. I'm just making this up. Yeah. And they can spend that million. They have to submit a budget, but they really can spend the money as long, however they want. So what, like for instance, when they say an $100,000 courtesy of us, well, I mean, it's courtesy of them because it's in the budget, 
right? But it's yeah. like they're not right. I mean, they're not writing a check that that was that would be their money, not Win Benstein's money. So I, you know, Drax says this on the show, but he was saying he was in talking about Hoso. He was like Hoso did the show, and then she went on tour, and then she came here, and that's really exhausting. And he says I'm tired because I did the same thing, and I think it was just a logistical thing. They just been on tour, yeah, and couldn't that could film be, them. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we can use that money on the budget elsewhere. Two, uh, there were no elimination extermination challenges for the bottom two. One of the most key aspects of the hook of the show and how it differentiates itself. What do you think about that? Well, they had mentioned that in the beginning of the season, they said that they were going to do the fright feats instead. He addresses that later. But what do you think of that right now as a point? I mean, I feel the same way from the extermination challenges as I do about the fright feats. There's no stakes in them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, those were not necessarily my favorite parts. I mean, some of the stuff they had the queens do was interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I wasn't like... I, I have a feeling that they probably were like... I think it probably was a budgetary thing where they're like, we can do one crazy thing and we're choosing to do with the fright feats. So... I kind of feel like I don't think it was actually a poor choice in theory. I think what's great about the group fright feats is when there are stakes, uh, it's really good. And then you get to see people like you remember Vander Van Odd, they had to ask him if he would kindly do a an extermination challenge because he hadn't done one. Remember that? They were like, you know, you're in the top, but we're asking you to do an extermination challenge. And yeah. uh and I think, you know, so I think having everyone do it forces people who are even in the lead to do these gross things on camera. And it gives you more variety and shots to choose. However, where they dropped the ball was the ex- these fright feats were not very good. And this no. guy addresses it later, and I'm a, I'll, I'll tie it in now, is they kept talking about how they could bring people back, but they either had challenges where that would never happen or there were n- it just never happened because they just let people get off the hook. No, but that I mean to be honest with you that's also the same as the extermination challenges. There's no stakes to them. They they already know who they're eliminating before yeah. they go in mm-hmm. to the challenge. So I I don't feel like I feel like they were sort of they and they've done that before where they'll have them do some stuff and then they'll say like, Oh, you might be eliminated. And then like, you know, somebody won't participate and they still get picked to, to, they still get saved. So, you know, well, you know, it's one of, uh, here's what I'll say. And this is addressing it to another extent is that I mentioned this earlier in the season. I think a lot of the, 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 quality of the fright feats went down because now they're working for a network that's owned by another network you know a major yeah. network so they can't they're, they're just not going to be allowed to do what they they're not going to jump out of a plane they're not going to cover that on the insurance they're not going to a lot of these crazy fright feats that happened in season one and season two was when the boulet brothers were producing the show themselves for youtube you yeah. know and so now that there's actual risk and stakes involved in the real life, they're like, no, we're not going to do it. Um, the next one he has is, um, let's combine these two, these three, actually, uh, four, actually. There were no glam, filth, whore, ball, Dracula's final exam. There was no reunion. There was no outros where they got murdered. And there was no crowning ceremony. Your thoughts on the fact that those were all missing? 
So they're not going to be doing a reunion? I thought you had said last episode that they no, would possibly they, do They confirmed that they're not going to do it on their podcast. They were they kind of yelled at the audience. I'm not going to lie. They're like, <laughs> they're like, because it's supposed to be 10 episodes. And they're like, that first one was a double episode. We don't want to hear you guys bitching because there's only nine. But they was like, when did they do a double episode? I do love how in the past, I haven't looked at any criticisms in a couple years but in the past we've sort of been called as being very negative of the show Mm -hmm. and while i do feel like we critique the show a lot i do find it funny that i i haven't gone on reddit until today i went there to see you know people's opinions about the finale and there's Mm -hmm. so many people who are like crapping on the show and saying that this is the worst season and you know this is awful and stuff like that and it's like again just proves that you know even though we're cl- we claim to people claim that we're super negative oh, we're actually yeah. way more positive than people <laughs> give true. us credit for it's flipped yeah 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 Yeah. Well, so yeah was that just a noise i just heard what was that noise yeah it was one of those like yeah what is it yeah uh, it's a car horn oh my god do you live in this, mexico uh, this dumbass. every single time he you know turns on his car or i don't know does something with his car it goes off so oh. all right well Lori, why don't we do this we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're now actually gonna talk by the way if you want to read the rest of that there's more he covers more stuff but we can, this is not a show recapping a reddit post but also uh, i will oh sorry i just want to say one more thing sorry before yeah. you go to break go ahead one of the i, I this also ones itself that it sort of give credit to the boulet brothers this is not a regular season this is an all-star season so they're still trying to figure out what what they can do and what they can't do with the right with an all-star season just like drag race doesn't do the typical things they do in a regular season when Mm -hmm. they do an all-star season so it's like cut them a little bit of slack i mean yeah this the ending was a little disappointing but they're you know they're they're learning so i don't know um well he makes other points. Go once again. The user's name is no dash series dash six eight nine four. Go read the rest of the post in r drag r slash dragula, and he makes some really good points. Okay, Lori, why don't we do this? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the rest of the episode. We're gonna wrap it all up. We'll be back right after this. After Eva and Astrid's elimination, the top three are emotional. After last week's double elimination, Victoria wasn't shocked. Astrid went home. Hoso is disappointed Astrid gave up. And Coco Kane reveals her strategy to take big risks, paid off, and got her to the th- top three. Uh, do you have anything to say about everything that happened before they went to the main stage, Lori? Yeah, what risks did uh, Coco take? I don't know. <laughs> Making her dr- her outfits in the room? Acting like a bitch. <laughs> Acting like a bitch. Um, but you know what we didn't, what we wasn't put in the script here. What were your thoughts on that cold open? Oh, uh, well, can I just say that I did love how when they, uh, when they were showing like previously on, yeah, they cut off Eva. <laughs> I thought that was. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, that was so shady. Oh, that, that was, was so, so shady on the previous on. Um, well, they clearly filmed it the f- same day they filmed the first one. 
Yeah. And, uh, but then, so they obviously, going back to the conspiracy theory, I feel they had something planned. I don't know what it is. And the way the Boulay brothers are, like, if they were cool, they would be like, yeah, we had something cool planned. We were going to light the whole studio on fire or something like that, right? But they're not. They're never going to, they're going to pretend like this is exactly what they had in mind. You know? And yeah. uh, it's just the way they are. But, um, well, I feel like there's a way that so I personally agree with you. I think that that would be the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. But there is a group of there is a faction of people that would be like, no, just, you know, keep everything close to the belt. You know, don't don't let too much go because then, you know, you're opening up sort of the doors for people to see inside and see how the sausage is made. And yeah. they're very much people who don't want you to see what's what's going on. Yeah. By the way, this is something I've, I've noticed throughout, but I just noticed this particularly this cold open, is Swan is so much better at acting and being this character than Drac is. Drac still is not comfortable in her own skin, I don't feel. Where Swan just totally eats it up and does it exactly pitch perfect. Am I wrong? Well, look, I will say that I, I don't think you're wrong, but I will say that I feel like she definitely has big girl syndrome sometimes. Drac does. Where, yeah, Drac does, where I feel like Swan, you know, Swan is, is smaller and more mm-hmm. petite. So, and the and the Boulay brothers sort of have this very, like, elegant sort of, you know, Elvira, sexy, you know, vampire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you're already, like, a small petite person, it's easier to kind of go into that role. And I think mm-hmm. Drac being a bigger taller person you know it might be it's it's a little more difficult to sort of transform into that i'm just that's i'm just view it as how i would feel yeah um one of the things i thought was interesting was that this made me think of you know what you're saying is that they filmed this before you know a blank happened that caused them to not be able to do what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. but that they said you know you you thought that you were done with the surprises and twists. Well, and then it was like, what surprises? You've literally told us everything you're doing. <laughs> yeah, they've never <laughs> like, been surprises. Yeah. They've literally, like, it, the, if it, it, the only surprise is how surprised the queens are. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. All right. On the main stage for the finale, the monsters' public speaking will be tested as they appear on the Boulay Brothers podcast. For the final floor show, the monsters will conceptualize, produce, and perform one colossal performance that depicts the four tenets of Dracula: drag, filth, horror, and glamour. They will also lip sync to the new song, Ascension, by the Boulay Brothers. Laurie, uh, not much to really say about this main stage. Let's move on. On the podcast recording, the Boulay Brothers and producer Ian DeVogler welcome Astrid, Victoria. Um, they don't have welcome Astrid. They ask Hoso, Victoria, and Coco to a very special episode of the podcast. The final three discuss fright feats and the toxic online fandom before each one gets individual questions. Hoso is urged to move to the United States. Victoria admits she would slap Astrid, and Coco opens opens up about her trust issues. Uh, okay, Lori, let's stop there and talk about the podcast, talk about the anything that led up to this point. Do you have any big thoughts there? Um, I kind of felt like they didn't really ask the questions that we wanted them to ask as far as the love triangle. Like, they asked, like, a very, like, 
ballpark thing of like, how do you and your partner deal mm-hmm. with, you know, you dating people and what's mm-hmm. that like? And whereas it, I wanted to be like, are you fucking Astrid? Are you, are you fucking Abora? Yeah. Like, what's that like? You know, have you, have, are you, did you break up with Abora? Like, what's yeah. the deal? What, why is Abora still hung up on you? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Or do you think maybe they did ask and they just didn't publish? They just didn't put it in? That could be. Um, I also feel like there were times when they asked questions and Victoria would give an answer mm-hmm. and then they would go, okay, moving on. And like when she said she wished she hadn't had or she wished she could drown some of her uh, drag daughters, yeah. I would have been like, name names. <laughs> Which I'm sure she wouldn't have answered, but I do well, find it a little interesting. I feel like there are people who... that That's the part that was confusing is they and this was bad tv in that it seemed like the boulet brothers knew what they were talking about and victoria obviously knew what they were talking about but they didn't explain it to the audience and so we're like no what are they talking about they They didn't ask any specifics they were having a personal conversation which if they're really doing a podcast that's like really poor podcasting for them and they didn't really ask anything specific to the show. Like Coco, they just asked her about like her competition, other competitions she's done. Yeah. But they didn't ask her anything about like, you know, her, sh- what sh- her tact on the show or like mm-hmm. her, her tactics on the show or why she was a bitch the entire time or anything like that. Although when they asked, I love how they asked Coco about her competitions, other competitions. And she said, I had to lose before I won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what competing. <laughs> that's what you do when you compete. Like what? A, what a fucking like, well, I like think egotistic it, bitch. Like it's well, just like you know. No, yeah, we this get This is it. what I think it means. I think she was sending a coded message, not coded, but she was trying to send a message because it actually goes to my first point. Because I love how the boulets during the video announcement are like, we're gonna weigh several options. We're gonna weigh how you did in the floor show, how you did this season, and how you did on your original season. Well, Victoria and Hoso made it to the finals. Coco, I think, oh. only went about halfway. Yeah. Right? So I think Coco was trying to say, oh, well, just because I lost early, I learned as doing pageants that you have to lose to get better so that you win. Oh, okay. Because okay. I think she realized that weird little thing, thing, uh, item that they put in was going to kind of keep her out. Uh, also, I wanted to say the co-host, Ian DeVogler. Am I wrong or am I? I don't know. what Was he really annoying? I felt like he he was like trying to move the... he. They kind of were like, you're going to be here to move the show along. Like to ask to like make sure that the show the we ask the right question or we're asking our questions, but then he would just like kind of redirect and nothing ever really got answered. You know what I mean? Like nobody ever w- really went in depth anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I would I honestly, if they had just focused on Victoria or Hoso and just asked like pointed questions, I would have been fine if they didn't talk to anyone else. You know. Well, but I, we're, we're I don't gonna address know. It just it. felt fluff. So one of the things that Ian asks or says, he says, oh, I got my wish. We have a top three of villains. And I'm like, are Victoria and Hoso really villains? No. I don't. F- I mean, Hoso, the only like bitchy thing Hoso did was on her season. Remember, she kind of went for um, 
uh, what's a what's her face? Beaver. What was her name? Oh, Sigourney Beaver. She kind of went for Sigourney Beaver. Remember when she was like in the bottom mm-hmm. and she was just Hosa was like panicking and she's like, I felt like I did better than you. Um, well, that's also, like the only there was a thing where Hosa, thing. It, it didn't come up this season, but where Hosa was really mean to the crew. Oh yeah, that she was kind of a diva in yeah. her season to the crew. Um, yeah, really. It, I mean, honestly, it was just Coco. But that's it. That, and then that's something I would have loved for them to talk about. Is like, why did Coco choose to be a villain in this season? Also, can I? <laughs> this is a very visual thing, but mm-hmm. can we just talk about Coco's facial expressions throughout sure. the, this podcast? Because it was so to me, it was so jarring because it was like. Everything anyone said, she would go like. Lori's doing a bunch of facial expressions that are very silly. I wish this was being recorded right now. I would keep it forever. It was like, it was just so like, but can you imagine like you're talking and somebody's just everything you say, somebody makes like a weird facial expression at. Yeah. No. <laughs> like Joe, just his eyes went really big. So it just, and then they, they the camera kept flashing to them. And I was just like. Don't give them the attention that they want. Like, don't do it. Um, um, yeah. Well, what's funny is that, you know, again, the, the point of this is to really show off and really bear your soul for the podcast. And it makes your point. And what's funny is in this one, I would give it to Hosa. I feel Hosa was the only one that was really honest and specific. Um, Victoria was second. But remember, there was that whole thing where she was vague about the drag daughters. Yeah. And she would have abortions and stuff like that. And She then, was a lot more interesting. But, but Coco, yeah, once again, was in her vagaries, like no specifics, just like very just vague and not really giving any specifics about anything. Yeah, she said it. What they they talk about her opening up mm-hmm. to other people, and they're like, "Did you did you trust anyone to open up?" And she's like, "No, I didn't." But I shared my stories because I wanted them to get out to the people, and it was like that's opening up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you sharing a story. You know, and and also, you know, you don't have to trust people to open up. Like the competition show isn't isn't there for you to like get therapy. It's not yeah. for there for you to meet people to open up to. It's there for you to win money. Yeah, you know. And so I wish she would have just said, "I I no, I didn't. I'd feel comfortable, but I still shared stories because I wanted to win the money." <laughs> you yeah. know, like that would have made me like her. But, She's not yeah. going to do that. All right. In the boudoir, each queen reflects on their individual journey and why they should be the winner. Coco reiterates that your, your reign is what you make of it. So Victoria feels season two was boot camp for her character. And Hoso credits Dragula with saving her life. I have zero notes for anything that happened in the workroom at all. Do you have any notes? I have one note for this part is that I do. I did feel like Coco kind of threw shade. Mm-hmm. at her friends because remember she said something along the lines of like i you know you know the other people couldn't they couldn't put in the work or they couldn't do this mm-hmm. and deal with with the challenge and i i was one of the ones who could deal with it and so i felt like it was a little bit of shade towards her friends that she supposedly mm-hmm. you know will fight for and I, I thought, I don't know. Maybe I was reading too much into that. I don't know. I yeah. don't remember the quote, so I can't really weigh in. All right, Lori. Well, it's time to dim the lights, start the music, and let the floor show begin. Begin. <laughs> 
It was kind of a mixed up bag. It wasn't like, uh, in fact, the first time I watched it, I kept thinking that um, the the shots of Hoso and Coco they were doing were part of Victoria's original uh, floor show. And it wasn't until later I, that I realized it was different. I do have a conspiracy. That this is my conspiracy. I feel like they edited it to make Victoria's better than what it, it than what it was. I feel like they they kind of gave her the hero edit of oh, the whole show. Interesting. Like they gave her, they edited the other two around her, and I felt like they kind of you know did Coco and Hoso a little dirty because. They, she did not. They did not get the intro that Victoria got. And so, so what did you think know. of Victoria's? Let's go down the line. I thought it was good. I just felt like it was kind of slow, you know, in the beginning. I felt like it was a little slow. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I will say that once she, you know, I, I talk about her being a little boring when when she was doing the lip sync of the song. By the way, I f- totally forgot about this. That I actually liked that song. Um, I thought oh, it was a good song. I wrote on here it was awful. Oh, I liked it. Okay. Um, but uh, but when she was lip syncing the song, I liked it. I thought she did a great job. You know what? Here's what I'll say. I don't know if it's awful, awful, but I feel it's every Boulay Brothers song sounds exactly like that song. Yeah, but you know, I mean, every RuPaul song sounds exactly like. So it's you know they have a thing, they go for it. I don't I don't fault them for it. Vic, um, Coco's look. I mean, to be honest with you, I like this the most. Coco right out the gate, you know, she was eating that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that she, you know, she, she, she didn't take, there wasn't any long pauses where she was getting stuff together. She from minute one was entertaining. She was doing that. Um, uh, it's not a crab walk. Oh, a duck walk. Uh, you know, where she was like dancing and stuff and, and her outfit looked great. Her makeup looked great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, her, her show. Um, I thought it was really good. The, the outfit was amazing. However, it didn't seem much more thought out after she ate the guy's heart or whatever. Or she ate the guy. Then she just did random ass regular drag queen on a Tuesday night dance moves on the stage also there's that thing where like it's again with the big titties and like is she wearing the big titties or are the big titties wearing her <laughs> and that's sort of where she lost but by the way it was very good and it was a, it was a close second behind victoria for me and then finally we have hoso teratoma it's some sort of cocoon thing this one you know i look i i did even say to star i felt like hoso should have seen that Coco was doing an insect and been like, okay, I need to change my thing because I just, it just was weird that it was two insects back to back. Um, but even then I felt like the, the big costume was great, but it was just kind of hard to see what it was, you Mm -hmm. know? And then once she got rid of the costume, you know, it sort of was just a Brown leotard, uh, almost kind of like a, uh, jumpsuit kind of thing and even though i thought that her lip sync was good and her makeup was good it just kind of was a little anticlimactic yeah during the break Lori and i went look at hoso's post where supposedly explained um what happened it explained nothing what happened but she did explain 
that she didn't have the time because they really did have 48 hours to construct this outfit. She didn't have the time to make the outfit the way she wished she could have made it. You know? Yeah. Um, and then those are all the looks. Uh, I pretty much set them in the order I feel that they were, the, the way they presented on screen. So to me, it's it's Victoria, Coco, then Hoso. But Hoso's a very far, a distant third for me. Uh, how did you yeah. feel, Lori? I thought Coco, Victoria, and then Hoso. Now, Lori, at the top of the show, we promised there'd be a big surprise. Yes. And I know that was a joke because the, the, the boulets did, they promised the same thing. We didn't do a surprise. I actually have a surprise. You're going to show me your penis again? No. Oh, okay. <sighs> I'm actually God. really, I'm actually really, I'm actually kind of shaking. I'm a little nervous to tell you this. Okay. There is no Drag Race Podcast Federation. I made it up. <laughs> yes of course there isn't why is that a surprise i've known this the I know, whole time I, I know i was fooling you the no whole season. you weren't you were not and fooling me even people i have to give a big shout out to ramers who came up with the letterhead for the drag race podcast federation and wrote that you note. got ramers involved um Ramers, you are an adult. You are an I adult. Wanna... And Zach. I also want to throw Zach out there. Zach is the you got a bunch of adults to help you gaslight me. Supposedly Tom thinking, Bombs wrote you a message, but I you didn't get Tom it. Tom Bombs didn't did not write me a message. No. He claimed he swears up and down that he did. Well, if he did, I might have accidentally deleted it then. Well anyway, here's I the big don't... reveal, Lori. I made up the Drag Race Podcast Federation. I know you I'm did. sorry for tricking you. You didn't trick me. I know that you made it up. I know it's a little embarrassing, but it's uh, not embarrassing. I told you from the beginning it's fake. All right, those are the looks. All right. Uh, for final judgment, the ju only judges are Dragmorta and Swanthula. After a lengthy deliberation and celebration of Dragula Chapter 1, we are taken down a hallway of portrait depicting portraits depicting the eliminated queens finally we arrive at the final picture and it is revealed that victoria elizabeth black is the winner of dragula titans season one Lori, any final thoughts on the episode and the season so i want to backtrack a little bit to uh before the floor show when they're at the table yeah i i know we've talked about it before but it just really cracked me up when they were all talking mm -hmm. and then they go okay well, let's let's go work on our outfits let's go to work and then they <laughs> literally go like 10 inches from the table and i'll sit down and just start working I that's what that they was... do yeah yeah um also, uh, in when when Victoria is working, we see that she has like a complete back tattoo that's just of her of her, of a skeleton of her back. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, oh, of course, the most boring queen has the most boring tattoo. So, those are my that those are my only comments for uh, the the before the floor show. Um, the this reveal of Victoria Elizabeth Black it felt very much to me like you were saying like. There was something that was going to go before it, and and then this was going to be like the the final ending. This is going to just be like a, you know, a mini scene once they like announce that Victoria is the winner and they you know bathe her in blood. But then something happened and that scene got cut, and then it was just literally this scene was the announcement. 
So it felt very missing. Something it was did. missing. It, it, I want to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to do maybe on my own investigation to see if I can get any kind of tea as to what happened. Um, yeah, the only notes I have are that uh, in during the final judgment when they were talking to each other, they talked about each other just as much, if not more, than the, than the, the contestants themselves. Like I felt they were like, how rad they are, and this is so different for yeah. Dracula. Like they talk more about themselves and Dracula than they did about the contestants. Well, they brought they must have brought up like three or four times that this is not this is a this is a closing of the of part one of Dracula mm-hmm. and get ready for part two. Why do you think they kept saying I, that? I think because they're go they maybe they're going in a different direction. I mean, I don't know. Look, look, I don't know why they say half the things they say. They yeah. keep saying that they're doing surprises and then they literally tell people what they're going to do. And then when they do it, people are surprised. So I don't know. How would you rate this season? Overall, what are we doing in out of 10 or? Let's rank them. If this okay. is the end of the chapter, we have seasons one, two, three, four, resurre- one, two, three, resurrection, four, and Titans. Titans. Okay. Um, I would give one season one like a two. Maybe a two, what is it at a ten? Well, I was gonna rank them among against each other. Oh, oh, I thought okay. Uh, all right. So I would say season three is number one. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say season four after that. Mm-hmm. Resurrection. Dragula Titans. And then season two and season one. Oh, interesting. I think I would do season three. I'm with you, which we are in the vast minority here. Uh, I people know. really are. Uh, then I would do season two. A lot okay. of good characters on there. Then I would do resurrection. Okay. And then I would do season four, then Titans, and then finally season one. So we we have the same placement for season three, resurrection, and season one. Yes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'm down right. for that. Well, that's going to do it for this season of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next year as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragula Season 5 is coming. Uh, so for Lorian Roggenkamp and myself... So long, Uglies! <laughs>for listening to hello uglies have something to say email us at hello uglies at afterthought.media you can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthought media for more lgbtq content support us on patreon at patreon.com slash afterthought media glory has another podcast it's called bloody podcast and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts you can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. 
Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you.